and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, your bartender in the OSR, Eric Tenkar, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. So, what are we going to talk about today? It's interesting to note that, really, when it comes to newsworthiness, there's not much going on right now in the hobby, or at least not much that's hitting the radar. It's pretty bad when you even say, all right, well, you know what? I'll, I'll peek over at N-World, see if there's anything that they picked up on. And uh, with N-World, their most recent story is, check out the scene at Columbus Origins Game Fair 2018, held from July, sorry, June 13th to the 17th. So, Here's a con that was two months ago that we didn't feel there was anything to talk about, but since we have no news to give, we are going to talk about a convention experience from two months ago. So that's why we're not doing a news segment, because really there's there's no fucking news. However, I am going to go over magic items. Now... Listen, there are books and books for magic items. There are some magic items that are tropes that go back to pretty much original D&D. And that means you have plus one sword, you plus two sword, you plus three sword. We all know, right? Plus one armor, plus two armor. Bracers of defense, rings of protection. Um, bags of holding. But really... It, it when it, when players think of magic items, they're thinking most frequently of how can I use this in combat. They'll even do that with items that are not purely combat related. I've always been the one to uh, oh, my cat in the background. Christ, the dog chasing her for all of like three feet. Um, I've always been one that likes to make things a little bit different for my my players. A, a little, I don't want them picking up everything and going, "Oh wait, I know what this is. This is in unearthed arcana. This is." I I, I don't want that to happen. You know, I want things to be thrown about a little bit. And I've been doing this for years, but. I have a few of my my personal favorites. Uh, one that I really liked that I did actually this past April. Uh, Tank cars, robe of serving. You know, when people find robes, they think, "Oh, I got." You know. Sometimes they, they figure it's a robe of useful items, and they're already telling you what's in each pocket. Uh, and it's like, wait a second, uh, they're supposed to have. I, again, I, I like turning things around a little bit. So when I did 10 cards robe of serving, um, 10 cards robe of serving is similar in many ways to a robe of useful items. So when your players have that in their head, they're going to be a little confused. But of course, I mean, I run this fantasy tavern, the blog. Uh, I geared it toward that. Uh, the robe of serving is geared more towards delivering a fine pub experience on the go. The robe is often found with a bartender's apron of non-magical quality. 
The following pockets have a limited number of uses when the item in question is pulled from a robe. One of the uses is gone. All items are permanent unless consumed or destroyed or spoiled. They could spoil over time. And it cannot be returned to the pocket they came from. So, first pocket. Table and six stools. Wooden. Three uses. So, if your players need to, you know, set up for lunch, dinner, sit down and maybe parlay, going to impress the enemy, you pull out the table and six stools. Bench, wooden, seat four, two uses. You know, if you'd rather use benches, you have that. Serving tray, pewter, three uses. Wine glasses, six, two uses. Loot, low quality, four uses. Because how, how are you going to set up your uh, traveling tavern without having some music? Even for some jackass just Plinking away at the strings. You don't you need that? Now the following have a limited number of uses per day. Wine cask, one gallon, once per day. Beer barrel, two gallons, once per day. And when you're pulling it from the pocket, you must choose either dark or pilsner. You see? We keep these things in mind. Mugs, wooden, holds three cups of liquid six times per day. Candle wax twice per day. It is lit when removed from the robe's pockets. Pan fried bread chips crisps twice per day. Six serving. Each serving equals one standard ration. An additional feature of the robe is the ability to make change. Putting a gold coin in one pocket allows one to receive ten silver pieces or eight silver pieces and twenty coppers, etc., etc. Note the original coin disappears and the new coinage appears. One cannot change coins in the other direction. Ten silvers cannot be turned into a single gold piece. This feature can be accessed five times per day. Maximum ten gold pieces in value per use. Now, wh why did I have to specifically note on this item that you can only make change, you can't take change and give back effectively larger bills, larger coins. Because what are your players going to do the first time they realize they have this ability? Oh, shit! So, uh, we could take these 10,000 silver pieces that we just found, which by the book weighs 1,000 pounds of silver. Holy shit! And we can make that into uh, 100 gold, or, or even better, 10 platinum pieces. Mm-hmm. So you have to put restrictions in. Uh, or at least you have to be willing to think about how fucking weird it's going to go when your players grab this stuff. Because they will. And that's just a guarantee. Players like to improvise with what they have to a large extent. Now, I've done... There's a, there's a beer theme here. I've done... Uh, the beer bear, which uh, looks like a teddy bear, but dispenses beer multiple times per day. So uh, if you want to take your little Snuggie along with you on the uh, trip into the dungeon, but really what it is is like an unlimited flask of beer, you have that. I've also 
played with weapons, but when I do weapons, I want them to have a history, generally speaking. I want them to be a little unique. I want them to be something that the player is going to still be thinking about at 7th level, like what they found it at 2nd level. That plus 1 sword they found at 2nd level, they find a plus 2 sword at 4th. That plus 1 sword's now uh, sold, given to a henchman. Uh, it's on that belt of unlimited holding. Remember that in my old campaigns? It'd be like, yeah, my range has got his uh, uh, plus four two-handed sword, plus three frostband. Oh, and a rod of lordly might, uh, longbow with sixty arrows. Uh, I mean, actually, to tell you the truth, anything that can lower the weight of what your players' PCs have to carry. Is probably a magic item that they would keep with them for the rest of their character's career. Even if you find them uh, a plus one sword that holds no weight and, I don't know, uh, detects goblins within a thousand feet. Little, little things like that make an item, oh, gee, that plus two sword. But then I have this unique magic weapon. And the same thing goes for other magic items. If you can throw in some of your own design, and it's not as hard as you think, throw some in uh, of your own design, and your players will remember it for a long, long time. They'll appreciate it. They'll treasure it. Um, if For my players at last year's uh, GaryCon, when I had a GM without knowing I had the GM, um, I did the same. I did the same, you know, these were my, my 5e players that had suddenly swords with real light in their hands. And I actually made up, I think, three or four magic items on the spot. Now, I hope that they wrote down the descriptions pretty accurately because I know I did not have a chance because I was keeping the game rolling. But, uh, they were very happy with what they got. Nothing was overpowering. But you don't have to overpower to have an item that is cherished by your players. You just have to make it special and useful. Special, useful. Two key things. Wow, I'm imparting words of wisdom. You don't get that too often. All right, folks. Um, I guess I'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless. Roll your dice well. And uh, later, later. <laughs>